welcome welcome podcast 33 in the house um yeah a warm welcome back hope that you've all had a had a good week uh me and mr chris i've been we've been been having a little chat haven't we, before this getting it getting, yeah, getting a couple of bits uh you know out about what we're gonna jump in on uh obviously if you listened to the last podcast thank you very much if you shared it thank you even more so uh don't obviously forget to subscribe all that malarkey we love that um and yeah today we are going to be discussing a bit of how to train efficiently when you are strapped for time is that right yeah because no one's got any time mate mate literally. no one's got any time no no one has any time at all how much time have you got not enough. No. Do you know what? On on that, right? If no one's got any time, do you reckon people would have more time if they handed their phones over to us and we looked at the screen time and how much time they spent on social media? Of course. And 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 us us two as well would be probably be guilty of that. Yeah, maybe me me not this week, but yeah, definitely in previous weeks, hundred percent. It's it's mad, isn't it, how it hooks you in? But I know that's not the route that we're kind of going down on this one. But it is it's a good thing to point out, isn't it? Well, we, we talk about planning and organisation a lot, haven't we? Recently, and yeah. this is this is this is now a a little sort of strand away from that in terms of well, you know, when you do find the time to train, let's talk about how you're going to go about doing that because let's be honest, people fanny about in the gym far too much, so <laughs> we can really get to grips with that. But just just on that just on that note, in terms of using rather fruit fruitful language we're famous mate me and you are famous are we what's happened yeah. so i got i got i got a message yesterday actually from my sister so all I right thought, oh, i've started i've started listening to your podcast like they're, they're really good so i was i was tuning in and i was listening and then i had to go and pick up um so my nephews my two nephews so i had to go and pick up uh, jack and ollie from school and then as i got as i got in the car and the boys got in the car the pop the podcast obviously kept rolling kept playing in the car so then Jack, my oldest nephew, was like, is that, that sounds like Uncle Chris, is he on the radio? Is he on the radio? And then obviously my sister was like, yeah, yeah, it's Uncle Chris. Obviously it wasn't the radio, but yeah. Jack and I were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Un- un- Uncle Chris is, is famous. Is he going to be on TV, all this? all this?" So my sister obviously played, played up to a bit. That way then... she told them that you're on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't need to tell them anything. It's when I started swearing and there was a load of expletives that she was like, Boys, I'm just going to turn this off now because there's just a, a little bit of language that Chris is using that's not quite suitable for your ears. So we're famous. We're on the radio. We're going to be on TV, and I need to potentially dull down my expletives because my nephews are listening to it now. Right, there's the one, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Calming it down for we need, so we need to make it child friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I'll be honest. If like Chris, if you're listening, if you're listening to Chris, my sister, by the way, we're both. Christina and Christopher, um, but yeah, if you listen to this, I, I'm not going to change my, my language. I'm afraid because that's that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't be fun. That's good lose this awesome for me. Yeah, I've had more messages about Chris Meek rants than anything else. Uh, my, my, lang- my language, I know it's not great, but I'm going to blame the culture of football because that's where I worked professionally for you know eight years of my life, and yeah, it can be quite vile. I'm I'm not going to apologise for it. Does your mum listen to this? No, she probably will do at some stage. <laughs> she probably will do at some stage. You'll be getting a you'll be getting a WhatsApp going. 
Christopher. You'll get that. Yeah, I will. Today, I will. I'll, be, I'll be full named. Well and truly full named. So but yeah, no, it's right. they, they know I've got bad language. So anyway, yeah. Hi, sis. Hope you're well. There you go. Back, 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 back to the podcast now. Yeah, we can have the shout out, can't we? <laughs> But yeah, the the, um, the the training efficiency, you know, in Stratford Town, I think a great subject that you've brought to the table. And I think a cool thing as well for people to realise, <laughs> I can't remember the proper stats on, on this, but it was actually scientifically like researched as in the effects. So what some people think is they got like, I'm short on time, I can't train, you know, all this week. So they sack it off completely. And obviously then they fall backwards. Yes, they do fall backwards in that instance. But in this scientific research today, I'm sure it was like a few thousand people that actually took part in it. Um, and this was, by the way, this came from um, uh, Greg Slater from Lift the Bar. Uh, great guy, by the way, and phenomenal company as well. And they basically educate PTs. Uh, and Greg was basically saying from this study that they'd done, um, I think it was by Eric Helms, who's another phenomenal um, like researcher in the fitness industry. And he said that when uh, the research basically showed that if an individual is really, really busy, okay, are they going through a crazy period of time? Even if they train once per week, they'll maintain, I think it was something like 75 to 80% if they train just once per week. Like that's a no brainer, isn't it? So that's just starting off on a different foot that we're going to give lots of different options as to how you can be more effective and efficient when you're training, um, you know, when you're busy, sorry. Um, but I think just good to point that out there that, you know, training once per week during a busy time is not useless. It's not pointless. Like you get a lot out of it. And I'll tell you what, you get a damn sight more out of keeping going like that than stopping completely going, oh, sorry, I can't train three times this week. So I may as well completely sack it off. That's like a hell no. That's a, that's someone who's got a defeatist attitude. So in that instance, that's where Chris will tell you to fuck it, sort your attitude out. <laughs> give, give, give me that that brutality. But yeah, J- jump in. Let's go into some of the other other little reasons yeah. and stuff. Uh, or things that can help people. I think it's good to get that out at the start. But there's many different ways here that we can use. I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of different ways how you can be more effective and efficient in the gym when you're there. So, like. We, we say a lot of the time, don't we, in terms of if you are strapped for time, like stop thinking that it's got to be like an hour or an hour and 15 minutes or whatever it is. Like you can you can easily do 35 to 45 minutes in terms of a really well-rounded session in terms of targeting multiple muscle groups once or twice, training hard with good intensity and that'll, that'll be ample, more than enough. Um so I've just I've put like this on the third point down in terms of like being like being gym smart. Like if you're pretty familiar with your gym, you're going to know where the equipment is. You're going to know where specific machines are, dumbbells, kettlebells, so on and so forth. So you can really be quite gym smart in terms of logistically how you can manufacture your your workout if you haven't got one that's already structured and programmed for you. Now, if you're going to the gym, this is another point. I'm going to marry these two. If you haven't got a structured program or a plan, you're already fucked. You're already fucked because you're going to be reliant on having a structure and a framework to go from. So you can marry those two up. Give yourself a structure, but be smart with that structure, especially when you're familiar with the gym. What does it like? What's the layout? Yeah, sure, there's going to be busy periods. There's going to be times where you're going to have to sacrifice certain exercises. That's okay. But the more you dilly-dally around and so, oh, yeah, you've got two sets left. Oh, I'll wait for you. Then I'll wait for you. Don't fucking wait. Go find something else to do. Yeah. It's not fucking about. You're here to, you're here to work. And that, that's another thing. It's a mentality thing. Like, I'm not even put this in. Like, the psychology of it is, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym. Like, 
go to the gym and work like train train hard um yeah, being 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 gym smart for me um is really important and i'll, I'll have these conversations with clients i'll be like right i'm not familiar with your gym you need to tell me what's going to work and what's not going to work if i'm yeah. going to assign you you know supersets or you know some some equipment with another piece of equipment or a cable or something and it doesn't quite work you need to tell me so i can manufacture it better for you because we're all strapped for time. Everyone's strapped for time. I don't care what anyone says. We're all really busy. But like you said, before we even got into this, this list, like if you can just like, there's going to be busier periods in those busier periods. If you can only train once or twice a week, that's okay. But your bandwidth's going to open up at some point and you've got to be ready to go in those, those periods so that you can then make some progress in that period. If yeah. you suck it off and go, oh, well, one session is not going to make a difference. Well, fucking zero sessions is definitely going to make no difference. So 100%, be gym smart, use your, use your noggin, use your head, be, have some common sense and think about the structure before going in. Understand where you're going to be. I think as well, when you say that, like you've obviously pulled out about the fact of them having a structure, having a plan. And this is this is where a lot of people fall shy as well and what creates friction between them going when they are strapped for time. If they've got no clarity on what they're going to be doing, that gives, that gives more friction, which means there's less chance of them actually turning up. But in terms of it, guys, if you've got a, a plan that's been built and let's just say you're short on time, but this plan is supposed to be a 45 minute to an hour session. Okay, tell you what I would do. I would literally do the almost like an ipdip do, but I'd be a bit more selective than that. I'd go right, big leg, big leg exercise. You know, deadlifts or um, you know squats. If you're a beginner, that might be cable hip pull throughs or leg press. Right, I'd choose a big exercise and then I'd bang two upper body exercises, one push, one pull, and I'd put it into a tricep. Three exercises back to back, smash bang wallop, hit the big areas, and then get out the gym right? That workout is going to be extremely efficient for someone who's short on time. They're all big compound ones. If anyone, by the way, is short on time, what I want you to really think about is, are you sitting there fanning around doing some tricep exercise, you know, so an isolation exercise, you know, just doing just doing seated leg curls, just doing a bicep curl, uh, you know, whatever it is, something that is just working such a tiny, I, I saw someone in the, in the gym the other day and, you know, I felt really bad. Obviously, I don't know the whole backstory, but it was a half an hour session because I overheard what they were saying. And the coach, in fact, not the coach, the, the, the human being who was training them literally had them doing um, rotator cuff, right? So, you know, just, just pushing it on the table, doing one arm at a time, probably burning about one calorie an hour, right? And I'm like, right, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong. I did overhear the conversation, but if I was looking for the outside, it's like, right, okay. The person is clearly with you because they want to lose weight, Okay. And that's what I'd also heard as well. She was there to lose weight. If she's only got half an hour, what the fuck are you doing doing some isolation exercise? Right. But this is where I also want you guys to think in terms of it is the exercise that you're doing a bigger exercise? So is it working more than one muscle in one go? If you're unsure on what that is, reach out to me and Chris on social media. I'll happily send you a free PDF document, which shows you all the large exercises that you can do in a gym. Okay. But that's what you're basically looking at is the compound movements. And if you're short on time, bang three of them together, do them back to back without any rest in between them. Once you've done three, have 30 seconds to a minute's rest and go again. That will literally have you sorted when you shine time. I can't get to a gym. Brilliant. Guess what? Do three big ones at home, right? Or do four big exercises at home. Put a mini circuit on. That's all you're looking for, isn't it? You know, making it easy. It's, 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 
you're looking for the best bang for your buck in that time you've got. That, that's the that's the phrase I was after. Bang for your buck, yes. And the the, <laughs> the big compound movements, you're going to get more bang for your buck because you you work it working across multiple joints, multiple muscle groups, and they tend to be the larger muscle groups as well. So yeah. the energy that you're expending is going to be greater at the same time. So not only are you targeting more muscles at the same time, you're expending more energy at the same time. Like the bang for your buck is so much so much more. <laughs> I can't believe you said rotator cuff. Literally, I'm bewildered, absolutely bewildered. Like if I if that ever if I ever did that in the gym, like I would you you've you've got my permission to come and twat me in the face. All right, <laughs> because it's just ridiculous. Um, there you go, guys. Don't stand there. If you and that's on, that's on record. So even even you guys are uh, witness. Trying to but... lose weight or shape up. Do not stand there doing frigging individual isolation exercises because you will be going for it unless you're eating dust. You'll be going for a very, very, very long time before you see any results. <laughs> like, and the, like the isolation exercises, they're, they're a little bit like cherry on top of the cake, cake aren't they? Like if you think about for, so. like your, your example there is like using like a tricep as an example, like you could do you could do deadlift, bent over row into bench press, right? So we've got we've got an up, upper pull, upper push, and then a, a big lower lower compound yep. movement with no, with no rest. So that's a really, really demanding tricep and then you've gone right 60 to 90 seconds rest you're back in so in terms of the efficiency of that you're going to have to stick to that that rest period at the same time be be on it with your rest periods don't be getting on instagram or social media and start scrolling or or, or whatever like you've got to limit distractions like put put noise cancelling earphones in or headphones and be in the moment like you're there to train like if you're if you know you're already strapped for strapped for time you've got to make the most of it so yes, bang for your book exercises, but also the time in between those exercises and those sets. Have have some intent. Like you're 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 really big on this one, Rob. Is like review your sets that you've just done in that rest yeah. period. Think back and go right. Actually, yeah, my bent over rows were decent. My deadlifts were pretty felt a bit sloppy, so I need to probably engage a bit more in, in that set this time. So that's that's what they make notes. Make notes in your phone on the exercises that you've just done. So then that there's evidence of it. And obviously we, we've transitioned to a to a new app with our clients that's got that feature, which is which is massively beneficial, by the way. I've, I've, it's made such a difference because you can just jump, you can jump back in the next time you're training, knowing exactly where you're at, being and more efficient. I'll tell you what it does yeah. as well. It, sorry to jump in. It That sets you off. For me, the note-taking sets my mindset. So when I put set one, like fucking man up, like set two, what are you playing at? You've got more in the tank. Those kind of notes for me are critical because I look at that note and it goes, you've got more in the tank, what you're playing at. I look at what weight I did last time and what reps I did. I check my rep range that I'm supposed to do and then I raise my game. So that's me taking my stand. That is me holding myself accountable for my actions and my performance. And if I if I decide to let myself stay under that threshold and and take it easy, look, that, that does happen, by the way, sometimes. Like, you know, I'll take it easy. Why? Maybe stress is higher, all of this. That's a story for another day. But, you know, me looking at that raises my own standard, holds me accountable. And I always ask myself, I'm like, if you don't push yourself in this particular set, if you don't literally raise your game or live up to your standards, okay, what does that mean for your long-term result? You ain't going to get there. So you either step out of your comfort zone and you push yourself and you really challenge yourself or you stay in the same place. I'm not about that. So, and that's where, you know, like obviously what we instill in clients as well, it's like, you've got to raise your standards and the only way you raise your standards is by reviewing, in my opinion. And just and just on that reviewing as well, and this this is going to link this is going to link very heavily to 
to that level of level of standard is film your sets. Now, I'm not saying if, if you're strapped for time, you, like you, you generally might not have time to set the camera up and get the angle that you want. Like stop, stop worrying about the angle. Just get the thing filmed. Because if you film your sets and you start getting feedback as well as how it felt, as well as the visuals, the next time that you need to be efficient with it, you can go in knowing, right, actually last time, I wasn't getting as bent over as I should be. My, my spine wasn't as neutral as it needed to be. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna nail it this time. I'm, I haven't got time to film it today, but that's something that that's a, it's a cue and a trigger for you to then go and think about how you're going to execute the exercise this time. So you'll be more efficient. You're preempting that. So reviewing through feel, through through notes, constantly constantly doing that stuff is massive. And I'm doing it more than ever now because of because of the tools that we've we've got with with the with the new app, which which yep. genuinely has it's helped my training. Like uh, prime example was today, I did exactly that when I was on the seated row. I was like, you know, what, last time I did I did 100 kilos for for six reps, but I made a note that I definitely had another couple. So today I was like, you know what, I'm going 105 kilos and I got eight reps. <laughs> and by the way, and that happened. I've got evidence of it. Like it's it's in yeah. in the app, and it's so that. that on, on that note, it's, it's not to say that we're perfect every time we train. We're not, but we're, we're constantly reviewing in our rest periods, in between our workouts as well. This doesn't just, just go into that 60 to 90 seconds rest period. Yeah. And this this touches on, like, just going back to the, like the, the title of this whole podcast, the question that we're answering, you know, how to train effectively and efficiently, basically, when you're strapped for time, or, you know, how to train efficiently. Like, again, I mean... For me, tracking and logging your workouts in some way, shape, or form, having a crystal clear plan and tracking and logging them is an absolute must. If you're not doing either of those things, you're not training effectively and efficiently anyway, right? Yes, something is better than nothing, but you're not training effectively and you'll get frustrated and you'll sack it off. But when you're short on time, it's even more valuable because you're literally, you need to make the most out of every single minute that you've got in the gym, right? Or every single minute that you do your training session. Okay, because having the plan is going to save you time. Having the data of what you've done previously means that you not only walk into the gym or walk into your session knowing exactly which exercise to do, where it is in the gym, and also what weights you need and how many reps you're doing, right? It then it literally just gives you this free flowing pass to go smash, bang, wallop out. Whereas the people that even like, let's do the opposite example. Some of you guys that might be short on time, but then still might make it to the gym. You make it to the gym without any plan. The next thing that you do is you go, do you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing today. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on the treadmill and do a warm-up. By the way, that doesn't warm you up for lifting weights, just to throw that out there. But I'm gonna jump on a treadmill and I'm gonna do a warm-up. And then I'm gonna, whilst I'm on the treadmill, I'm gonna almost look over my shoulder and oh, oh leg press is free, right? I'm gonna go jump on that. And then you go, you're on that and you're kind of dilly-dallying around and you don't even set your rest timer. So your rest has been three minutes now at this point because you've been talking to, uh, you know, Pete or whatever, you know, like that about what's been going on. And then you move, you go, oh, 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 yeah, uh, tricep, I can do some tricep pushdowns, which is now a pointless exercise because you're short on time anyway. So we're looking at this and there is no, like, by not having a plan and by not logging what you're doing, you're losing one hell of a lot of time and one hell of a lot of efficiency. Okay. Even if you don't have a plan from a professional, but I'll be very blunt and honest with you, we've got downloadable plans. You can just reach out to us for them. I'll happily send you some PDFs on that, but you can literally search on the internet. Please, can I have a program for this? And you can download one. Yes, it's not specific to you, but at least you'll have a plan to kind of go off, right? So just gives you that idea behind it all. Structured plans, logging all of that is an absolute must when it comes to efficiency.
I've got a question for you. Throw it at me. How many of your current and next clients would be able to build their own workout program? Next to none. Do you reckon? Genuinely. Like, I reckon they would be able to put one together, but we were asked this question. Were we asked it on Optimize? I think we were. Someone, I think I responded to it because they said, um, I'd like to know how to, like, build a program. Uh, you know, how to actually build out a program. I've done, I know I've done it with the elite group and I'm, I'm pretty sure I answered it recently as well. So the optimized guys. And I answered the question in this way, like it is insanely difficult to actually like build the program, so to speak, that's specific and efficient for an individual. Now, if I said to, if you change the question a little bit, and by the way, guys, that's because there's so many factors that come into play. It's not just throw a lot of exercises together and off you go. Like the, the genetic makeup of an individual, their previous injury history, the way they move, all of it. Like there's so much that goes into it, their age training history. So <clears throat> it's not just a case of banging exercises together. But if you ask me the question of how many of these clients would be able to build a basic program, in terms of going, you know, like, let me put together a basic routine, you know, for a beginner, for example, to go to a gym. I think the majority of them, especially if they've done six months or longer in terms of coaching, the majority of them will be able to do that. I should have reframed that question because reframe it. what my question was, when, well, what, sorry, what my question was meant to be was when a client first comes to you and when a client leaves you. Yeah. <clears throat> are they then in a better position to understand how to structure a workout? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, was yeah. yeah 100%. No, I was like, right, because my opinion on it is everyone that I work with, currently and previously, ninety-five percent of them, I would be confident that they could go away and yeah. train pretty comfortably for an eight to 10 week block and pretty much design that themselves, give or take. No, it, yeah. Would it be as good as programmed from, from myself and you? No, and, and another professional, probably not. But ultimately they've got the understanding of how, they've got the understanding of, of why, and they've got this understanding of what, which yeah. I think that's that's something that we pride ourselves on, right? In terms yeah. of it's not just a case of coming in, training, off you go. It's a, an yeah. education around, listen, this is why it's structured this way to suit you because of this, this, and this. This yeah. is why I've structured it this way because of this, this, and this. This is the rep range because this isn't this. So I, that that was what I was coming 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 from. That was the angle. Yeah. I think your answer was very much like, could they put together a twelve month macro cycle <laughs> macro cycle of like progressing through, you know, from basic fundamental exercise yeah. to pretty advanced technique? Which absolutely not. I one hundred percent agree because it is fucking hard to do that based on all of the things that you mentioned and. We did a webinar the other night talking about like the impact of genetics, anatomy, physiology on how you execute and perform certain exercises, whether that be doing exactly the same exercise as the person next to you, but looking very, very different. And that can be down to bone lengths, limb lengths, you know, previous previous injury history yeah, and joint, um, joint structures and stuff like that. Um, and it, that's just stuff goes amiss, especially when, People go, oh yeah, I've got this workout off you off 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 Instagram. Have you? Brilliant. That means it shit no. for you then. Do you not think in in terms of training, like I know we're going into a little bit of almost like programming here, but it still comes into efficiency of training and stuff. But like for you me, said, it's the bed, it's the, for me, it's the bedrock of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. For me it is like if, if you're yeah. gonna if you know you're stuck for time and you know you need to be efficient, then you you need to know what that program looks like and how you can either make it more efficient. Yeah. Because it could be that we've we've programmed a session for someone for an hour, yet they've only got 45 minutes. So they're gonna have to understand how to tweak it and get back potentially 10, 15 minutes, which yeah. could be redu- reduction of rest period, <laughs> reduction of reps, reduction of steps. That's that's okay, but there needs to be that level of understanding as to when and how that looks. Because I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather they compromise some isolation work and kept the compound work in. And this is also a big thing though, right? As in, so when it comes to when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to building muscle, when I blow people's minds hopefully with this, it doesn't actually matter what rep range you do. What matters is the tension that you put through your muscles, right? Yes, there are different rep ranges that can be more favorable, for example, to pushing strength, pushing endurance. But if you're trying to build lean muscle tissue to tone up your physique, okay, to improve a little bit of strength, not so that you end up the size of a house, because we've discussed that as well. That takes a lot of eating to actually do that <clears throat> combined with your training. But if you're trying to do that, then the rep range that you do doesn't frigging matter. So here's another thing in terms of efficiency, right? And I know that me and Chris could do this because of the training age that we've got. So if you're listening to this and you've trained for a long period of time and you're strapped for time, if you can go into the gym and you can get yourself to failure, okay, where you are, you know, well and truly putting massive tension and stress through the actual muscles, okay, stimulation through the muscle that you're trying to work and you can do one set to true failure, you're done. You don't need to do two sets. You don't need to do three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can do one set, move on to the next exercise. Because if you do one set to true failure, okay, those muscles have had all the stimulus, all the tension, all the stress that they physically need going through them, you can move on. But here's the thing. Not many people know what true failure is. All right. And believe you and me, we can't show you or talk you through it in terms of on a podcast. You'd have to come down to one of our exercise execution days and we'll show you what true failure actually is. But again, if you're, for example, like a beginner who's only just, you know, like new to a gym, you're not going to be doing training to that particular level. It just you you don't have the your body doesn't have the tolerance to be able to last it. But if you do and you've been training for a long period of time and you push yourself in your workouts and you're progressive with them, training to true failure when you're short on time for efficiency unbelievable tool to be able to use unbelievable 100 it's just it's just getting the central nervous system firing isn't it? i made that note in terms of that that's then going to cause some adaptation in the body so that next time it's better prepared you know it's not it's not as black and white as that but essentially that's that's the aim and that's the goal yeah um but in terms of like like you said linking it to beginners like you'll probably have such a shock on the system anyway that you won't need to train to failure because your body's going to be adapting anyway because of the stimulus that you've put on it that you've not put on it previously. So you won't need to go to that point. Yeah. But the understanding of being efficient and not fucking about in your rest periods and so on and so forth, it's it's so important. We see and you know we see it all the well, I see it all the time because I'm in the gym and and you know you see you see people sat on a machine for 15 minutes and their rest periods are four or five minutes long and they're you know they're swiping on tinder or they're scrolling instagram or tinder does that still exist <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know mate fuck knows but like you just you just see them sat there and and you you can't help you know, obviously that there's a time and a place to go and try and educate people there's other times where you just like you literally just need to just have a look at what's actually going on because you, you are just literally wasting wasting your time absolutely wasting your time um 
Well, I was trying to think if there was anything else that I, I was going to mention. Really. I think like you, you, you mentioned the like time under tension and that, that links to that training intensity. Yeah. There's one other thing that I, that I I put there, which I think is actually, um, I think really important. And I think if you've got a training partner that shared your kind of goal and you had something common that you're both working towards and you needed that little bit of an extra push to train hard and maximize that that training intensity, that could be a really good tool for you to then use. If you found that you were getting a little bit slack on your own, which to be honest, I think everyone's pretty guilty of that at times, you know, when you're on your own, look at getting a training partner potentially, whether it's somebody in the gym that you, you get quite friendly with, or it's just somebody that you, you, you know, friends with anyway, or, or a colleague at work. Like I know loads of people at the gym that I train up that are, that are colleagues that train together. And it works because essentially their, their time schedules are very similar. So they go to the gym at the same time, yeah. train, train within that time frame that they've got and then and then bugger off which is great because then they push each other they've got external accountability to each other and you've got that then that little bit of extra motivation and incentive to go right well i'm not gonna let them outdo me i'm gonna train as hard as them so on and so forth which i do think goes under the radar a little bit just something yeah. else to, to, to consider if you're in one of those positions where you find yourself being on your own and you can just like, complacency can can kick in at times that, that's something else that I think is worth worth a share on here. Just um, be careful where you pick your training partner up. If they talk to you in showers, they might not be one for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Be, be be cute and clever about I, that. Sure. Having a little having a little yeah. scrub under do you want to train with me? Yeah, sound Dave. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it on mate. <laughs> yeah. All good. Um, guys, thank you for listening. If you got this far all the way through to the end, hope you really enjoyed that, uh, you know, on how to train efficiently when you're strapped for time. If you have got any questions or anything on the back of this that you want to ask us, remember, we're here to help. Uh, you know, we love helping people. So please just drop us a message. I know I've offered all sorts in there. Like I said, there's PDF of training programs. Uh, you're more than welcome to come to our exercise execution day if you're based in Leeds. The next one's 23rd of April. Um, just literally just reach out to us we can get you the details on stuff like that other than that please share the podcast share the podcast tag us tag us in it let us know like what's your what's your big takeaway from this particular podcast take a screenshot of the screen now upload it to your story on instagram or facebook or whatever and tag myself and chris in it let us know what's your big takeaway how has it helped you that i'd really uh, well, we'd be really grateful for that, for you sharing it. But yeah, other than that, guys, obviously our Instagram handles at robabbis.rca and at chrismeek.rca. And obviously on Facebook, if you want to find us at RCA Fitness. Other than that, we will be back next week. Cheers, everyone.